0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
1: What is up, guys? Jose Young here with MMAfighting.com, here with another Wednesday edition of the ASI Live Chat. Of course, I say Wednesday because we had a Monday edition this past Monday with Mackenzie Dern and Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith was phenomenal. Mackenzie Dern was phenomenal, but she had to step out early, of course. I highly recommend you watch the entirety of our Monday episode of Anthony Smith. Very, very fascinating stuff. But as you can see, Alimaleh McFarlane Bellator Champ is not here. There were some wires crossed. Uh, More. Scheduling conflicts. Bit information <laughs> slipped through the cracks, I should say. So, unfortunately, Alima is not here this week, but she promised us that she would post postpone for the full hour long conversation next next week. Hopefully, Monday we can get it done. Uh, she, I think she shared a photo of us all, all saying next on, on her social media saying she'll be back, but uh, not her fault. Just schedules were mixed mismanaged or i don't know how mistakes were made not her fault but she she is not here this week <laughs> she's not here this week so stepping in on short notice is our director casey Lydon, the wimpiest soy boy in all of mma yeah. uh casey where's your coffee uh, there you go it's always there but mm, organic we, this is not fair, fair. trade <laughs> mm. This is nothing new. I've done the A-side for a very long time, so for those familiar with the format of the show, you can go on to MMAfighting.com, find the post on the site, leave your question below, or you can go on Twitter, use hashtag the A-side on Twitter, or just respond to us, uh, our tweets, because that's what most of you do anyway. But, of course, Casey, it has a few of your questions already teed up. So, Casey, here's our first question? Lovely listeners.
0: First question, let's go with... I like this one.
1: <laughs> I'm John Paltz. How, how are you guys doing? Hope you're well. So I'm PT, I'll start with you. So you're all the way across the pond. You, uh, How are you doing in this epidemic that has gripped the world?
2: Um, I'm doing fine, we're, we're all still very busy I think, um, but I just, I'm just i getting kind of aggressive with people who are getting too close to me when I'm walking at night time, um, I don't know if it's a problem with me, I don't think it is, because everyone's meant to be keeping two metres of distance, and um, if I'm walking towards um, a situation where I can't only go forward, and there's two young fellas there, there's probably going to be a fight, and there nearly was last night, but thankfully, as you can see, face perfect, moving on with my life. I need to try and calm down a little bit, I think, but I also need everyone to just bear in mind that we shouldn't be on top of each other in this situation. Give people lots of space or else, you know, people with rage issues are going to have rage issues and you don't want that.
1: You don't want to catch get- Carol? <laughs> Having rage issues, almost fighting someone, that doesn't sound like the Pete Carol, I know.
2: No, not at all. Not at all. I don't, I, this this virus is, is changing us all in many ways, Jose. That's
1: that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Oh, look at this. I, I no longer have I no longer have the best here on the A side. I think that belongs to you this week, Petey. No, it doesn't.
2: <laughs> Casey's wearing a hat, but he still has better hair than yeah. me, man.
1: <laughs> well, so Casey, how are you doing on this epidemic? You've been tweeting and IGing and sharing a sneak into your quarantine life as the wimpiest member of the MMA media. So, how are you, sir? Uh, it's going
0: okay so far. I think we're. I think we're like. We're not even two weeks into what I think this is going to be a minimum six month process. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just going going. Went to the, I, I I've had the same issues. You no, know, I go to the park and go running. You no know, push ups, all that kind of crap. You know, and um, yeah, it's just it's just weird because like there was there was a there was a family playing like um, basketball. So it was a family, so they can I guess get within distance and the no shot of air ball. The ball rolled toward me. And instinctually, you know, you want to pick up the ball and like, oh, toss it back. But then I was like, oh, mm. I can't touch your basketball. It was just yeah. like, damn it. Right. It just felt weird. So it just kind of rolled up on me. I just kind of looked at it. And they, but, they, <laughs> but they knew it was up. You know, they weren't like, jerk. You know, so um, yeah. it's just uh, these kind of new realities were starting yeah. to become normal. I guess, and, I, and sure. it sucks too when I see dogs too. You kind of want to pet the dog, yeah. And like, but now, but then once you pet the dog, that means you're within the, the distance of the owner. Then it's just weird. And right. so even like when I'm walking with our dogs and we see other dogs, both of the both of the people, the humans, are kind of like we we kind of both know. Whatever, we, all right, let's just you know keep the dogs apart so they don't get tangled up in their leashes and stuff. And yeah. it's a. Uh, it's stupid and it's it's a bummer, but I don't want to catch it I don't I don't bummer. I don't want to catch that cancer. I don't want to walk around and someone cough I don't want to catch <laughs> right, cancer. You, you can know, catch cancer I, through physical contact. Can't hide from that cancer.
1: So, <laughs> worse than that viral cancer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my my local comic book store closed down forever because of this virus and it's the it was the longest running comic book store in phoenix it had been open for about 40 years and a lot of people came and they were only allowing five people in at a time so there was a line to get in and then when one person would leave they let one other person go in there so you'd have to stand outside for a long time because people were browsing but a lot of people that had been going to this comic store for over the last 40 years were trying to take photos with the owners because they're also like two like very older senior citizens and they were like the the owners were kind of like they didn't want to take photos with anyone because they would have to get close so they would like touch elbows and or like fist bump and stuff like that and take photos so it was a it was a weird scene but uh businesses are closing and it's 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 a bummer all around so to answer your question john we're doing okay but not everyone is doing okay yeah. right <laughs> so, But anyway, Casey, we don't want to be that much of a downer. What's our <laughs> next question from our loyal listeners? All
0: right. That's uh, here. Uh, I think there's some interest about this question.
1: From Sam, Sam Illidge. G- At Sam Illich on Twitter. With Habib going back to Russia, does that mean it's even less likely to happen? And only option is fight in Russia or Middle East. A better time for us in Europe. So, Pete i I'll start with you. News came out that Habib Nurmagomedov, USU lightweight champion, moved back to Russia or went back to Russia to finish up his training camp. What do you make of this uh, scenario? I'm sure Casey has some, some thoughts on the matter, considering he's also in California where Habib was doing his camp, but as this man said, probably better for you guys if it happens over in europe or the middle east but what do you make of the situation at hand
2: um yeah i don't expect this to happen in the middle east or europe at all uh, because you know the only reason to put this on if you're the ufc is for pay-per-view money and you know you want that at optimum times in the u.s if you're going to capitalize and make the most amount of money you can so I, i don't real don't think that's the possibility i think it's just um human side of habib probably wants to be at home with his family, while this kind of stuff is going on, um, I, I, I can't. I, I think I think this thing is is rightfully scaring a lot of people, and um, you know, people can't really see anyone outside of their family. So that that's what I thought when I saw it. He's just going home to be with his family, and you know, um, do everything from there rather than being in the U.S. Um, that that that's what I took from it. But I don't think it's it it's an indicator as to where it will happen or anything like that. Obviously, Steve or on Steve Morocco's. Um, reported that uh, there's a there's an a uh, there's a place i believe it's in florida you could correct me there i'm not too sure that that has been um, allegedly booked so no i don't think it it says that it's going to happen in europe or the middle east i just think he wants to be with his family
1: oh you're muted sorry <laughs> i'm muted yeah. i muted myself so we get feedback but uh, okay so your thoughts uh, i know you've had a lot of Comments on use to President Dina White uh, mm-hmm. and the comments he made yesterday, but as one of his most popular champions, Habib Nurmagomedov, lightweight champion, moves back to Russia, is that a sign of that he's taking this seriously, or is he actually finishing his camp camp up there, or uh, do you think it is a sign that the UFC might hold an event overseas
0: um, I think it is a sign they're going they're going to hold it overseas, but as far as Habib going to Russia, I really think that was just a practical thing because between here and say uh when when, april 18th so no matter where it's at you would think habib will have to get there at least a week before and if it's overseas i so that's going to be so around april 10th or something like that he has to fly out to wherever it's going to be i believe by that point every country in the world will actually ban anyone coming from the u.s to enter their country i think all the borders are going to be closed internationally um Stopping people from the U.S. and probably a lot of European nations too, because the outbreak will be so bad. And by by that time in April, we really should be hitting the pretty much the worst weeks of what we expect. Right now, this is this is just foreplay. What's going on in the in the United States right now? It's it's nothing. So in about two three weeks, it's going to get really bad, and most likely most countries will be closing off borders. So if Habib was in the United States, he literally couldn't fly anywhere because no country would let any people from America, even because they just because the way the situation is. So I just think, um, I think I just think everything sucks right now. And but Habib going back to Russia is because um, I think it's big. Yeah, like I think Piti said, it's more for his family and his personal life because um, he could be stuck in the states for a while if he doesn't go now.
1: Yeah, I know. Dan, like PC, did touch upon it that Dana White or or Stephen had wrote in this article about possible event in Florida because apparently there was an MMA event down there. Because, but if if you're gonna pick one state to hold an event during a pandemic, what what, what would you assume it would be? It'd probably be Florida. Uh, I know <laughs> your documentary you guys were talking about before, like Tiger King. That happened. That takes place in Florida too, right? So part, oh, part, yeah.
0: parts in Florida, yeah.
1: Yeah, so if an MMA event is going to happen during a pandemic, it's probably going to be in Florida. I selfishly, like, I want the fight to happen, but I don't want the fight to happen given the circumstances around the world. But I'm also on record many a time on this. I know PC's on everyone blames me for this fight not happening. <laughs> uh, blame the coronavirus, not me. Because I've am i said for months that this fight is not going to happen on the allotted schedule because it's cursed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's going to happen in Dubai. I don't think it's going to happen in Russia. If it happens, it'll probably happen in Florida. But I, again, don't want it to happen under this circumstances. But uh, uh, if, I'm sure if, we're going to have a lot. If it
0: does happen, I hope – do, I don't want it to happen, but if it does happen, I hope it is overseas and not in Florida. That would be just a horrible – um that's a horrible plan because if they do do it in, if they do in florida that means they will be taking medical re- they would need doctors um paramedics at the event just for basic safety needs and that means you're taking away resources and energy from the healthcare crisis that will be going on at that time and i just think that's incredibly selfish for um yeah. anyone to do um yeah i work in mma i want to see of course i want to see the of course i want to see the fight i want to I see that fight forever i think habib's on his way to becoming the best lightweight ever. But there's a reality, and you just, we can't escape that first. Our priority is the pandemic and getting the disease out of everyone and um, throwing yeah. on an MMA event that you're going to need. Like, think about it. Like, one if a guy breaks his leg? one if a guy gets seriously cut and st- needs stitches or breaks his orbital? He's going to have to go to the emergency room. The emergency room is going to be just overflowed just with horribleness and I just don't understand the safety like the safety how any safety concerns will even be met for a fight at that time so
1: Stop
2: being a wimp, Casey. Come uh, yeah, on, Yeah, I know.
1: Man. I know. I'm so wimpy. Yeah, yeah, me. You don't want, like, what are they? They're going to catch cancer rolling around on the floor together, right? Yeah.
2: yeah you, that's how you catch it. That's how you catch it, man. <laughs> hey.
1: Well, anyway, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more thoughts on the matter the closer we get to these still-planned UFC 249. I mean, we had Anthony Smith and Mackenzie Dern on last week, and their fight's still scheduled for UFC Lincoln. So uh, who knows what's happening in the world, both of them. Mackenzie Dern said she was still preparing in case they move it to another part of the world. And Anthony Smith is like, hey, no one's told me I don't have a fight, so I'm going to keep fighting. But Francis Ngannou, he might fight at UFC 249 now. So I think Daniel Cormier said this uh, on Ariel's show where after this, the pandemic kind of, whenever that is, whenever we, like Casey said, six months, We're going to have a lot of really stacked UFC cards considering all the fights that fell out. Like, we could have all these fights that these main events all on the same card, like Tyron Woodley, Leon Edwards, Francis Gano, Jair Zina, Rosenstreak, Habib, Tony. Like, these are all going to have to be smushed together on the on in like a four month span if we want to get everything out of the like it's fit everything in in this year so uh who knows what will happen but case if you have any more questions i don't want to waste a whole uh, lot of time not waste but t- use a lot <laughs> of time on 249
0: no problem Let me find another question one
1: moment Keep up. Keep. uh here we go from the seaside at the sea underscore side thoughts on the recent trash talk between colby, colby and Ioana. So, Pete, I'll start with you. You had Ioana and Colby Covington on Eurobash. Bash. Uh, you've talked to Ioana many a time. You actually wrote up an article on Ioana's response to Colby Covington. What do you make of the inner turmoil at ATT between former champion Ioana and JJC, and former interim champion Colby Covington?
2: Um, I like. I feel like he's. Like, you know, he's nearly become a parody of himself. And Noel spoke to him this week. And it was actually before this ATT band kicked in where they were told they can't trash talk each other and stuff like that. But, you know, um, it feels like something in this sport that we celebrate often is the fact that, you know, we, we put a, a spotlight in female athletes. and You know, they have main events as opposed to some other sports that doesn't happen in. They, they aren't given the full spotlight. And then really like to t- to talk about, you know, uh, I, di- you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go on a date with Joanna, and that's why she's annoyed. And then suggesting you know, other, suggesting other things. I think it's a bit, it's a bit medieval at this stage. I guess, uh, you know, that's um, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to rub people up the wrong way. But I, I think, you know let's not talk about one of the greatest female fighters of all time about that. Like who was also a teammate of yours. I, I guess that's the way I was feeling about it. And even like when I asked Joanna, I felt like she was actually really sad about it. You know, the, one of the things she said was it's a real shame for all of us that he talks like this, you know, and, um, that, that's that particular thing with Joanna. That, that's how I felt about that. I understand he's trying to sell a fight with Jorge Masvidal. Um, and look, I, I don't, I don't care about guys slagging each other. I don't care about people insulting each other, but I think when you're when you're going down that line of things about you know dates and being like you know i i, w- I didn't i didn't uh, i wasn't attracted to her advances etc i i don't think that's a good thing um i think most of you guys would agree with me because i'm a soy boy as well at heart you know
1: <laughs> casey what are your thoughts <laughs> on the the you actually you still you train uh, you have teammates. You have gym teammates. What do you think of this this beef between? Uh, and not it's this is beef between teammates, but this, this ATT is one of, if not the premier gyms in the world. And they have two of their most high-profile fighters in Yowana, who's one of the most popular fighters across the globe, and then Colby Covington, who has really like hate him or hate him or love him. He has really captivated the MMA audience. Like when he fought uh Kamaru Usman he was the main event people want to see what he says whether they hate him or love him so what do you make of two massively high profile fighters having this beef and they're not fighting anytime soon by the way like they're two like let alone they're male and female they're two different weight classes and all that uh
0: honestly I just think it's kind of (laughs) dumb I just I just think it's dumb that's I really don't want I think PC kind of said everything that needs to be said it's just dumb that's that's about it. And um, uh, mostly on Colby's part. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that's, that's it's, it's that's it's, about it. I just I kind of feel out, I kind to leave even talking about it to be.
1: <laughs> sure. But like, it's one thing to talk trash about someone in your weight class that you might actually fight down the road. It's another to, f- to talk trash on someone that you will never fight ever period so uh i just don't i don't, I you're, don't, you're I don't understand what's the end game on this I, I exactly that's what i was gonna say like your professional of it being dumb is perfect because like there's <laughs> nothing there's like it's not like they can fight and like settle it in the octagon so i don't i don't understand any of it it's just Colby trying to quote unquote play Heel, I
2: think is he is he like eventually going to like I mean is it this to present him as the outlaw of ATT oh they all want me out of the gym and then I, I, I like that's what I, I was thinking when I was like why would you do this like
1: what like I mean well if he wants if that's the end game or if that's his goal like he went on submission radio or something and apologized for talking trash about Dustin Poirier so like do you want to be the bad guy or do you want to be the one that's apologizing to your teammates for talking trash like I don't get anything he's doing right now. Yeah, I, I
2: just didn't, I don't like it, you know, the sexism thing after, you know, the things Joanna has done throughout her whole career, like she's a European legend, like she's a continental legend of the sport, and she just literally, you know, gave up her body, the physical toll that she took in that fight, and then we're going to, we're going to lower it back to, you know, she's flirting with me and I didn't like it, I, I mean, come on, it's not, it's not what we want to be doing in this sport.
1: Yeah. I like how what Kay said. It's dumb, but we're not gonna talk about this anymore. <laughs> so what do we what do we have next from our listeners? All right, hold on one moment. <laughs> uh, Queing <and> up questions. <laughs> best from SJY on the site, best home workout videos. What fighter Instagram should I follow for the best home workout? Uh right before we went live, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw Francis Ghana do some excellent body weight. Uh, workouts where he's like doing like lunges and crazy push-ups, and he wasn't using any equipment. So I'll say Francis and Gano because I haven't really been paying attention to fighter workouts, per se. But Casey, I'll start with you as the one who actually does train, uh, and who I've seen. We, when we were in Houston, Pizzi, uh, Esther and I went to an art museum to kill time before fight night. And Casey just went on a jog shadow boxing the whole time. So I'll ask you first, Casey, about best home workout videos and stuff for uh, quarantine time.
0: You know, I, actually, I do. I actually need suggestions, to be honest, because I have like, I've already made like on Instagram, I've made like a little, uh, you have your little collections and you group them. So I have my pandemic home workouts. So I've been like, just i haven't really gone through them all but i've been kind of watching i follow a few jujitsu accounts and like oh these are some drills you can do by yourself or certain things like that so i've honestly i've been just downloading a bunch of like like fitness apps and going okay what can i do just with just body weights and like just one kettlebell so um i actually i need mm-hmm. i need suggestions to be honest
1: pt what, do you, saw, yeah, pizza, what do you got
2: yeah pt there's I, I don't know if it, if it's exactly training stuff, uh, but there's a, there's a good uh, blog just released uh, by all the Irish uh, jiu-jitsu black belts. They're doing, like, podcasts where they go through different techniques and stuff. And I'm talking, like, Paul Fox and Roger Dardis from the Royal Grappling Academy, where I used to train. They're both legends. Uh, both uh, Marcelo Garcia black belts. Andy Ryan from uh, team Ryan, an Irish MMA legend, uh, who's the basically the daddy of it all. He's a judo black belt and a jiu-jitsu black belt. And then uh, Barry Oglesby, another jiu-jitsu black belt. They've just started like a podcast where they're hanging out after an open mat and they're going through techniques and stuff. Like I feel like if you are training jiu-jitsu, I found when I trained just to be talking about technique and watching people break down technique, it can really help you. Because uh, obviously nobody's getting onto the mats now and actually practically doing the techniques, but to watch them and just keep your, your mind familiar with being taught and uh, watching how people do things. It, it does work on a micro level, obviously not as well as drilling and, and doing, you know, rep after rep of the same technique. I think even watching stuff like that for jujitsu guys is good. Um, but other than that, I've just been turning off the workout videos cause they make me ashamed of my fat body. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but no one's as flexible as you, PT, so you have that going for you. Oh
2: Yeah, yeah but that's the problem.
1: <laughs> oh, I do want to point out, I forgot, Um, um, I know
0: Cyborg has been releasing some YouTube videos right. called quarantine workouts and things like that, so um, uh, at least she's giving it the effort right now. I haven't actually watched them yet. I saw like 10 seconds, and it looked, looked decent, you know, just something to do, like a lot of throwing teeps and like, you know, just a lot of Muay Thai workouts you can do on your own, but um, that's really cool that Cyborg's doing that, and just staying out there and apparently she sent a an image out she says monday monday through friday until april 1st live at 10 a.m so maybe it's on right now
1: actually so
0: <laughs> don't
1: leave it don't leave see. yeah i mean What's it's not on right up? now it's horrible What's don't right right go don't go i just all i do i have weights at home so all i do is lift weights because as i used to i used to work at a company and they have this muppet that would talk about professional wrestling and his quote was uh, you can sulk about it or you can balk about it. And I've never forgotten that. Quote, my entire life, he actually – Mark, him and Mark Henry had a sh- – uh, Mark Henry, the professional wrestler, had a shirt come out on Pro Wrestling Tees that said you can sulk about it or balk about it. So I've been saying that a lot to people this week where people are like, I'm so tired at home. I'm like, just start lifting weights, guys. So, uh, yeah, lift weights. Sulk about it or balk about it. But
2: there's always shit. There's always loads of stuff that, like, um, you know – that needs to be done in your house that you usually can't get to do because of uh, your working so much and stuff so sure. even even doing them things is working out keeping your body moving just get sure. your body moving go out for a walk do whatever listen to these fantastic podcasts plug them into your face and go for a walk what else could you <sighs> want
1: well i see you uh is that your you got mats back there right casey i don't think they were there the last time i was over at Uh, at the uh lynn light abode yeah we got some
0: um some um these dolomar kind of tatami mats so
2: wow i cleared this
0: space out because we actually behind the wall we have a garage and actually have a full-on dojo but it's so cold it just gets kind of annoying in there because it's so now we have a nice room of a fireplace and so uh, basically i do i make sure i do i do yoga every day now so i start off every wow. morning at seven doing an hour of yoga and then, um, then i do an evening workout so uh yeah so now i'm just inside so yeah so usually at night um then before i go to sleep usually I just usually i listen to an audio book and do about 30 minutes of stretching and stuff so it's kind of my routine a little bit right now
2: yeah, you go, oh, man I need to get a routine going. Apart from walking around and threatening people I don't know, I'm not really doing anything else. <laughs> not, That's a great routine, man. Uh, just,
0: just, one. just stick to it. Don't, don't give up. Don't no half measures. Just talk <laughs> <laughs> about
1: it or balk about it, Pete. Yeah. Just play oh. that. Oh. Uh,
0: and when they come, when Alex, they come, when they come at you, just get, just lying your da- lying your back, and just say. Enter my guard and meet your doom. You know. Just,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Alex Kaylee wants to say from our last question about the Kobe Yoana thing. It says, "Someone tell our commenters mentioning joanna's past comments that two wrongs don't make a right." Uh mine, Alex. So Alex Kaylee, cool. the bad boy, putting on his good boy hat for a few <laughs> for a few seconds to call out our commenters. But uh, no one wants to hear us talk about lifting weights. So Casey, what do we got <laughs> for our next question? <laughs> <laughs> hold on
0: <laughs> oh okay this one this one's gonna be you're gonna get a good laugh from this
1: one. Oh no UFC 249 discount with COVID two, COVID-19 pandemic affecting countless people across the world with many unable to work do you think that the UFC might discount the cost of the upcoming pay-per-view uh, that's from Grin and another longtime commenter uh, the answer is no if the UFC isn't going to pay their fighters from UFC <laughs> London, they actually made the trip all the way to London, they're not going to discount a pay-per-view of the biggest card of the year. If anything... The only, if
2: it. anything the only reason they're doing it! The they're doing it!
1: The most anticipated <laughs> fight ever! <laughs> if anything, and I'll say this, if the UFC... I would be more surprised of the UFC discounting the pay-per-view than the UFC increasing the price to take advantage of people uh, wanting this card. So if the UFC raise the price ten dollars i would be like yeah that's just the ufc but if they discounted it ten dollars i'd be like the world is truly ending because of this <laughs>
0: pandemic
1: yeah <laughs> oh my I knew, god i knew yeah. i knew
0: we'd get a good laugh reading that question sorry
1: <laughs> he literally put his hands in his face he's like what is grin and saying so uh Anything you guys want to say on this dream scenario of the UFC putting Habib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson on discount?
2: What happened to this being the the biggest fight of all time? That's pretty much got like you know shot on now, right? Like do do you what I was what I was thinking during this is obviously not going to discount it because so many people want to watch it. But remember when we were in Vegas for uh, for McGregor and Cerrone, and he was like, "Don't even." This is the biggest fight of all time. It's going to be bigger than Mayweather, Connor.
1: Does this make it bigger or does it make it smaller? What what, what way does this do it? Honestly, I've said this on one of our last shows, and I said this with uh, Alex Savis when we did our reaction video to the 249 press conference. Like, if they had fought, like, you guys just put the timeline out, uh, Casey and Esther, and I watched the whole thing. And the first time they were supposed to fight on that, it was like the the... Was it a Fox card or an ultimate fight? No, it, it, it,
0: it was part of International Fight Week at UFC. Yeah. It was it was like one of those three fight card weekends. And it was like the – there were maybe the, supposed to be the co-main event or something for a tough yeah. finale.
1: And then it was Barbosa and Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I think it was – it was the, was it the co-main? It was supposed to be the co-main event of uh, Mendez and Edgar, yes. I think. I'm pretty sure it's that one. That sounds about – because it, it was at the Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, if that fight had happened there in a three-round co-main event of a tough finale, wouldn't it, have been a, it would have been a great fight, and all of us that knew those two would have been really excited. But then it was supposed to be on the Fox card, I think down in Orlando. I think that And it was supposed to be like Machida and Dan Henderson, and then that fell. I don't know. There's a lot of fights that happened uh, in that span of time. And then he fought well, – Tony Ferguson fell up this time, and then I can't there remember was, the Daryl
0: Horcher filled
1: in. That was the second one. Daryl Horcher – and then the third one was... Um, Habib uh, not making weight. 209. 209. That was supposed to be the main event. And yeah. then 223, which was the Dali incident. No, 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 no. That, but that so wasn't like, why you... Was was Tony was out because he tripped on I the cable. Know. The, 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 I, know. I was just saying yeah. the Dali incident to give like a timestamp for yeah, our yeah. listeners who don't remember like certain fight cards. So like all of those things happening made this fight a big... Because now it's not for an interim title. It's not just a co-main event. It was for the undisputed champion of at 155 pounds, uh, since those two, like Tony Ferguson's being Anthony Pettis and Tony Ferguson and RDA, uh, Habib's being Connor, Dustin Poirier, Barbosa. Like those two have like essentially cleaned out the entire division between the two. And now they're going to fight that. Now it's the biggest, biggest deal. It could have been if it's postponed again, it's going to be even bigger. But I was talking to our old co co-worker, Sean Oshadi during the uh, last Vegas card and if Tony Ferguson wins, I think he'd be the oldest lightweight champion in UFC history, which is crazy to me. So, like, time is ticking on on this fight. So, but, again, it's not going to be discounted to go back <laughs> to the original question.
2: That was a fun trip down memory lane, though, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> discounted. It just shows you how first this fight is. Like, there's no other fight that's been booked more than twice, right, That, to my knowledge. Like no big marquee name that's been put De- a few
0: definitely times. Definitely not marquee like- names. Maybe some, I don't know. Yeah, some weird, some weird fights that we never even kind of not, not even didn't even really become public. But like, um, but yeah, as far as like marquee A level fighters, oh, this is by far. But I, I just wish they would cancel the damn card, because then because think about the story. Like, t- okay, when April eighteenth rolls around, we will be so deep into this pandemic. It is going to be just incredibly. We're going to be a very depressed, scarred nation. I don't... Mm-hmm. People need to just come to terms with that. In three weeks, our lo- we will be different people in three weeks. Psychologically, we will be. The, the, regardless if we actually catch the virus or not, or somewhere close to us, like we will be a scarred country. We will be a scarred world, too. I think, I think this goes for Dublin and the UK. And, I
2: agree with you, yeah. Um,
0: by, by, and by t- especially by the time April 18th rolls around. And... I know Dana tries to say the whole thing, you know, you know, oh, we had a card, you know, a couple of weeks after 9-11 and you know, people were happy, and like, it was like, yeah, we brought fights back. It was a distraction. This isn't two forty nine. Won't be a distraction because we'll be in it. Like it's not like if it say the the card was in say um, late August, like October. or October, or something like that, where we know we we know we know what we we, we hope we hope. Yeah, we hope. That the worst is the worst is biased. Now we're just kind of in the recovery period. Then then something like this could be fun and it could be exciting and and a um, a distraction. But I think uh, just the timing is just horrible. And then if if they if they do it like in October or whatever, and it's like the first official pay per view after the pandemic the pandemic, that's a celebration. You know, it's like okay now we're back to normal. The world's getting back. But throwing this fight on. Uh, what, what, it's gonna be a one fight card, a two fight card, who who the hell knows? So um I right. No they're not discounting well, look, it. I mean, they're not discounting it. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> well well
2: they, like
1: and go ahead, Pete uh,
2: uh, like do, do you see it like um, I mean the more Dana talks the more I think uh, I believe it was Mike Chiapetta on our side very early on when when Dana started writing about the speaking about the coronavirus, he was like, you know, this this has become an ego thing for um, Dana. Like he's not listening to us saying you can't put this like this event can't go ahead in in because of the the social ramifications because of the 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 chances of spreading the virus if you put this on that that's what you're doing. He's seeing as media members saying you can't do this, Dana. You know, he's seeing as like an ego thing. A, a right. challenge to his ego. Do, do you see it that way as well? I thought Ciapetta did a great article about that.
1: It's a hundred percent an ego thing. I think like we've we've said this a million times. Like when when. Something that the like a lot of people kind of come to in this con- consensus is not a good idea, D- and we tell Dana White that, he's going to just want to do it even more. Like I remember uh, with the whole Greg Hardy fighting in the UFC in his debut on ESPN on the same car as Rachel Ostevich, a lot of people kept t- asking about that, and he- it just made him like put his feet in the mud. And not want to budge on the on that specific topic. So no, I'm not supp- like there's hundred percent like if people are saying Dana don't do this, he's gonna wanna do it even more.
2: And, and he keeps talking about all oh, the experts on, on coronavirus, all this stuff, like does he realise how far off the mark he is? Like he sounds like, you know, I've just made me Dad listen to an Aphex twin album and ask him what genre of music
1: it is. You know what I mean? He doesn't he doesn't have a breeze what's going on either. Right. And to speak on like like you said, Casey, after like he had that fight card after September 11th in Las Vegas, he also says that's the worst fight card in the history of the <laughs> UFC because that was Tito Ortiz match Kuzenko that had that like that's the I think it was the first ever card that was held under the unified rules with the Nevada State Athletic Commission had three title fights, every single one went to a decision, and then it even went past the time so like fans Jeez. didn't even get to see the ending uh so that's why he's like we don't do the national anthem anymore because that fight card we did it and then everything fell apart so yes he'll be like oh we held an event after september 11th but then like on another interview he'll be like that was the worst event i've ever held in my entire life so i don't know i'm not surprised the fight's canceled i'll tell you that much but any what's our next question Kate, but you? so
0: the answer is no. They're not going to discount it. <laughs> that was that was the question.
1: Uh Ak Lee oh, hold on. Alexander K. Lee, our resident fact checker, uh, said to, to give you guys a little trivia. Oh, uh, two names that I bet haven't popped in your head in quite a while, Casey and PC, Jorge Rivera and Alessio Carr were booked by the UFC three times. Never happened. Mm.
2: Paddy Pimbleby, uh, Donovan Desiree,
1: three times also. There you go. Uh, Rivera broke his arms. Sakara illness, and then Sakara tore his ACL. So twenty nine twenty eight Rivera because Sakara pulled out twice.
0: Oh, but that was only that, that, that was only that was only booked that. three times.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking five. This is booked five times. <laughs> five times they haven't fought. Well, now we can say Habib and Tony Ferguson is now the surpassed Sakar and Rivera as the most anticipated fight in UFC history. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's move on. Esther's telling gets the next one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fair. <laughs> Someone keep us in check. All
0: right, this one. This one's for our man Petey.
1: Oh no! My goodness, from longtime commenter Trumbo. European MMA scene and Conor's plea for Ireland. Hello, first and foremost, hope everyone is well at MMA Fighting Team. Appreciate these multiple times a week A-side live chats and we're starting to get a bit stir crazy in week 3 of lockdown here. Peetzy, how are things on the ground in Ireland? Curious as to what Irish people's reaction to Conor's Instagram plea with good government to impose a lockdown to impose a lockdown. Are the majority of Irish people taking this seriously? I personally thought it was a brilliant and good on him for using his voice in such an important way. Secondly, what has been the impact on this on the smaller MMA scene in Europe? In your Euro- in Europe, are are shows still happening? Uh, and then he had a question for Alima, but unfortunately she couldn't make it on, so we'll save that for next week. Uh, Petey, a lot of questions for you specifically. So uh, how what were to I'll, I'll kind of summarize it. What were the people's reaction to Conor McGregor's uh, IGTV post uh, calling for a lockdown from the Irish government?
2: Yeah, it was very mixed. Um the sentiment in Ireland is that we all want this lockdown apparently like a lot of people online are looking for more stringent um guidelines so he echoed a lot of what people are are saying already but what he said um you know it was actually even yesterday before it was launched uh, the rumor was that we were going to announce half an hour later after after that video was released it was going to be announced that we would go into lockdown we have made more stringent guidelines but not lockdown um I guess right it's important, right? So at the start of the show I, I was talking about how these the gangs of young fellas are still walking around Dublin and thinking that they're too hard to uh, keep their distance or too hard for any of this stuff. That's that's the impression I'm getting for it. So a lot of a lot of these young guys, Connor Connor means a lot to them. So they're gonna see what he he's saying. Keep your distance, watch your hands, and hopefully that will have an impact on them. And um, there was some people that are saying, you know, why is this guy with with such a lengthy criminal record telling us how to live our lives um you know how 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 is this guy going to going to tell us how, how to do things when he hasn't got it right all the time either um today i think you know it, it, people unanimously agree he has come out and he's uh, said he's uh, released a lot of messages he was tweeting one of our he was texting with one of our ministers and within those messages he said that he will donate a million um, to hospitals for hospital equipment. And look, if that happens, that's brilliant. I don't think anyone criticised that. That's a, a great gesture for him. But... Um- yeah, it's pretty mixed, pretty mixed reaction to that, that video anyway. Like there was a lot of criticism um, as well as people saying this is great. But um, as far as the European scene, you should listen to last week's interview with uh, Martin Lewandowski, the promoter of KSW. Mm-hmm. He outlined a lot of issues that um, promoters are going to have moving forward um, in the space and dealing with government uh, legislation and government criteria of of the how you can uh, hosting events, so I thought that was very interesting. Events aren't happening. We know on Friday, Cage Warriors 113 happened, and um, we also have a, an article coming out. Mason Jones and Paddy Pimblett were on Eurobash uh, this week, and they spoke about their experience of competing at a closed, uh, behind closed door event and the safety and um, the safety structure that was put in place for that event in particular. So you should check that out. But um, yeah, it's being taken very seriously in Ireland. Um, I think that we are—we have a good handle on it compared to some of our European neighbors. Um, but yeah, it, it was a mixed reaction to Connor's thing, I guess.
1: Casey, what was uh, your reaction? I know uh, PT can speak more on the, the matter of being on the ground in Ireland, but what was your reaction to Conor McGregor's uh, video post? I mean, we were talking off air a little bit. Before we go on and whether you like him or not, his voice holds a lot of water in Ireland. So uh, were you, do you agree that it was important for someone like him to make these statements to the Irish public?
0: Yes. It was, um, regardless of um, his um, maybe intentions behind it, you no know, PR or whatever. I don't really care. Honestly, I think at, the, at, the, at, the, at this moment, it is super important for um, celebrities like conor mcgregor to come out and tell people to get the hell inside and stop being stupid and selfish and um yeah it's um i'm 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 really um i'm I'm very pleased he did it and um yeah it's uh it's 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 to me it's only it's only it's yeah you could look for issues yeah you know yeah he's 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 been a bad person in the past you know with some criminal activity you know some alleged criminal activity but um this right here was we need to hear that because that's the only priority that matters right now in the world
1: yes uh i can't remember who said it but someone wrote this long article i saw it on the, on the front page of i think it might have been cnn where he was like we need kylie we in the headline was like we need kylie jenner and i cl- i was like why and i clicked on it and it was like we need her to post something like stay inside to get people to listen because fighters are oh, not just fighters but celebrities like that with this massive following could do more than us on the a side saying stay inside well maybe not Pizza. his 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 words hold a lot of water i do just as much just as much just as much but uh any anyway, what's our next question we got All right, one moment oh here boop we go bop, boop bop people listening beatbox uh from (laughs) cello obsessed wow excellent twitter handle i will say my aunt is a cello player since dana didn't come through with any book recommendations (laughs) i'm wondering what are some of your favorite books to read during this time pt i'll start with you you now know how to read manga correctly and not in reverse order uh so what are some (laughs) book recommendations you have for quarantine times
2: um i've got a lot of books uh ready to go here um like, uh, I got a little I like classics, um, but I'm I, if you haven't read them yet, um, the train spotting books by Irvin Welsh are amazing. The series is great. I think the first one is train the second one is porno, and uh, there's a few other ones, but brilliant series. Read them, um, and uh, yeah, I've got this, I haven't read this yet. This is Martin Amos Money. I'm looking forward to reading that. It's a bit of a classic from uh a few decades ago i believe and i have um salman rushdie the satanic verse which i failed on once i did try to read this when i was in college and i failed Um, so i'm going for that and um and of course akira i have the whole akira set there that i'm going to get into as well so they would be my book recommendations
1: casey what do you got for book recommendations for our listeners you said you've been stretching audiobooks so what do we got oh yeah i love audiobooks
0: Oh, sorry. I was uh, I was stepping away to get books right now, actually to grab a book. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what were you asking?
1: I was going to ask, like, you said you stretch and listen to audiobooks oh, yeah. and so on and so forth. So uh, what do we got in your book recommendations? Uh,
0: for audiobooks right now, um, I just got a subscription to audible.com, which is at, um, you know the, the audiobooks site. So right now I'm listening to this book called, um, hey Esther, Against the Grain. Yeah, I think it's called Against the Grain. And, um... <laughs> It's basically about uh, what's it about? It's kind of about uh, it's, it's a history book uh, about um, how essentially um, civilization developed grain culture, like farming, and basically it enslaved us. And how we'd be a better, we were actually uh, a lo- a, ha- a happier society as uh, hunter gatherers. So listen to that right Interesting. now. Interesting. And um, but as far as reading, uh, I'm 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 half, I'm reading it very slowly, but. I am. Wait, let me go so we can see the whole shot. I'm currently reading this. You've heard of this. Oh, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah. Or twice. So, um, so th- this this is this is the adaptation of the TV series <laughs> and movie. So, um, they they made a TV series and then they wrote a book uh, based on the TV series. So it's a um, prequel, right? To the series. Yeah, it's a prequel to the series. Right, 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 right. And um, another.
2: <laughs> oh yes,
1: of course. Winter alert. <laughs> That's too Let's not fun. be ridiculous. So, let um, not be ridiculous. I I don't have that book. Yes. When did hey. that come out? What year did that come out? Uh, 2015. Oh yeah, wow. Something like that. Yeah. Are you still
2: holding it, PT? <laughs> well, they haven't got me back in the shot yet. You have to endorse. <laughs> this oh wait, 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 wait.
0: Hey, where's your? Where, where, where's on. your copy?
2: I, I thought you were an MMA
1: reporter. Jeez. What the hell? I, learn, I teach. Jeez, ah,
0: disappointing, disappointing. And yeah. I would also recommend, because we didn't get a question, go, go online and order a puzzle. So this is a, a fun puzzle. Um, <laughs> so this is a thousand-piece puzzle. I've already completed it, but it's uh,
2: <laughs> It's beautiful. Look at so,
0: that. Um, this it's is a giant, for those of you just. Yeah. Listened, so, this is regular, this is real size. Yeah, this is. I'm actually a very tiny person. This is just a regular you size burger.
1: A 1,000 piece puzzle on a double cheeseburger with the biggest slices of tomato I've ever seen in my life. Beautiful. <laughs> for my. Go ahead, what do we so, got? Uh, and so, in the back,
2: see. you know. <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> labeled, you know.
0: <laughs> Ode to a burger. That's what that puzzle is yeah, called. Yeah, so, um. It's beautiful. Sure, sure, sure do we have time <laughs>
2: <laughs> are we moving on to box sets next because i'm ready to yeah. go with that as no,
0: well. no, we have six we have six months of content to fill so about month four um i'll we'll i'll we'll do a puppet a puppet play of oh to a burger so it's, it's, a, beautiful. Fo- it's, it's a poem on the back so gorgeous so, yeah, that's <laughs> Puzzles, Wonder, Learn, Watchmen, and Against the Grain. That's that's my answer for... All the
1: essentials.
2: All the essentials.
1: For my book recommendations, I'm turning around. What do we have? Um, Berlin by Jason Lutz is the greatest comic book I've ever read in my entire life. And what is it? Berlin by Jason Lutz. It's post-World War One Berlin, Germany. Uh, it took him 22 years to write and draw. Um, Duncan the Wonder Dog is a close second. Um, these are non-superhero comic books. Um, I highly recommend Akita. I highly recommend the entire Hellboy series. These are ones that are going to take you a long time to read. Um, hostage is phenomenal if you like reading a book about a guy who's held hostage in Russia for like several months at a time. Uh, it's a true story. It's pretty wild. Um Sounds happy. Sculptor is sad. Dykes to Watch Out For by Alison Bechdel is a masterpiece. Mm, and, of course, I can't recommend the entire series of Judge Dredd. Uh, someone asked us a question last week about Judge Dredd, and he gets to talk about it. Uh, and for those of you tweeting at me, I finally did find Volume 7 in the color I that I ask. needed. So many people it. have asked me about because they see it on my wall now. They go, oh, did you get Volume 7? Fucking yeah, I got volume seven. It's right there. Uh, so I recommend those, all of those, any of these books behind me, honestly. And I have like what you can't see is I have a massive stack of books I still have to organize to the left of me. <laughs> oh, nice. it, it, you, know, you haven't found the time yet? Um, I'm <laughs> actually I'm getting to the one the my local comic book store closed. They're not only selling everything; they're selling the physical shelves and like display things oh wow so they gave me two bookshelves like empty bookshelves to put uh, so i'm going to put those here and i'm going to put all my these ones that have no home in my new bookshelves that are coming so uh stay tuned casey Leiden. all right we got. i
0: got a good question coming up here it comes wait hold on good question coming up
1: here we go <laughs> there we go from Sean Denny. Hashtag the A side. Will we have seen a sequel to the Last Dread movie by now? Had it not come out at a similar time to the Raid? Excellent question, Sean Denny. I have a lot of thoughts on this personally. The Dread movie, Dread, not Judge Dread. The Judge Dread movie, uh, from the from the most recent one, is one of the best comic book adaptations I've ever seen in my entire life. The Judge Dread movie starring Sylvester Stallone rules is hot garbage, oh. but I still love it. I love I'm that. The I love that movie just like I love uh, Demolition Man. It's like in that same like over-the-top Sylvester Stallone crazy 90s action movie. But in terms of the actual comic book adaptation, Dread is so good, and I don't think it made enough money in the box office considering I bet people still thought about the Sylvester Stallone movie. and I don't think The Raid had anything to do with it. It is a similar story, uh, but I, The Raid is one of the best martial art like, movies I've ever seen dread just didn't make enough money unfortunately so telling, and my heart is broken about it
2: you're telling me demolition man isn't a documentary it is a documentary. What are you talking oh about? no sorry i just thought that's what you said i thought you said a uh, movie i
1: was like hang on it's a documentary let's give it a proper title that, that's fair play to you um but yes unfortunately didn't make enough money uh and my heart weeps every day there's like i keep seeing people talking like every time he does an interview someone asks him about it, he goes hey tell the Tell the studios we'll make it. Unfortunately, not happening. Yeah, what happened? Well, what, what what happened?
0: What, when Dread came out, did it just? Because it was one of those films like I didn't see till probably a year after it came out, just because I heard so many people talking about it. Like, did it just? was it just mismarketed or what happened i don't even remember when it came um, out it
1: came out in if i'm remembering correctly it came out in july so right around like the summer blockbuster time which i don't i don't think helped it because july 20 i want to say 2012 so a lot of movies kind of pushed it down the ladder and it just i think people a, like, it, it's a big deal in the U.K. because it takes place, 2000 AD publishes it, so that's a U.K.-based publishing company. Uh, I just don't think they marketed it well enough, uh, and I really do think people had pre... They, they might have thought it was a sequel to the original Judge Dredd movie, uh, which, for those of you who don't know, Judge Dredd never takes off his helmet. Like, no one knows what his face looks like. And then Sylvester Stallone takes his helmet off in, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, so... How it brave. I, it it, it ruins so the whole movie. So, <laughs> taking taking these risks. So, I just don't think it it wasn't market enough. It, it just didn't. And I, from what I hear, it's kind of a cult following now, like you said, but not enough to make a sequel. I think.
0: So, for the viewers at home and listeners, uh, if you do want to watch Dread, it is available to watch on most streaming platforms for only three ninety nine. So, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and YouTube. You can watch Dread tonight for only three ninety nine, which is a hell of a bargain to watch.
1: I would fantastic fifty dollars. I'm with y'all, but I Carl Urban is the best Dread. Uh, ten out of ten. Dread, and there's enough Dread to last you the entire quarantine because he still put out Judge Dread comic books, uh, by the way. But uh, I could talk about Judge Dread for an entire podcast but we're not going as, to do as that. could I as could as I could, I mean we, we had a if PT had a podcast it would just be about baseball and professional wrestling we all That's know it. That. yeah of <laughs> course any, any other questions we got from our listeners alright let me see what else we got here good man Sean Denny stay safe stay safe Sean thanks for the question last week no was that no that was Andy Stevenson right no, yeah. I can't remember
0: that was that, that question was actually
1: from last week I just saved it because we needed. it mm-hmm. <laughs> Some um, people think that Sean Denny and Andy Stevenson are, in fact, the same person. Apparently. Right. You, could, you could have told me that. You could have told me that. I'd been like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's the word in the street. From RT415, with Daniel Cormier now 41 and been <clears throat> out of action for a while, do you, think, do you think if there is a serious delay for U.S. Returns to Action that we may have seen the last of him inside the Octagon? Hashtag the A-side. So at RT415, excellent question. Casey, we'll start with you. Uh, Casey, you're 42? 42. If I'm not mistaken, youngest looking 42 year old in the world. That's not true. He's the second youngest person. The youngest looking 42 year old is Lyoto Machida. Yeah, (laughs) I know that. I know that for sure. I know that for sure. So Casey, I'll start with you. If this delay lasts a long time, does it? Do we? Is there a chance we might not see fighters like Daniel Cormier make a return after a while?
0: Uh, Absolutely. This sucks. This um, uh, for um, yeah his. For his professional his his professional life uh, as a fighter, this delay sucks big time for DC. I always thought, um, like when DC lost to uh, Stipe, I, I, I always said a healthy prime DC, which I'm not even sure when prime DC is, but it's not what we have now. But prime DC, I think, beats Stipe, you know, nine out of ten times. But I was waiting for that day that. DC will finally get old, and I think that I think I think he showed up old. Like I I thought the same thing for Damian Maya. Like it's not that Damian Maya when Damian Maya fought Gilbert Burns. It's not like Gilbert Burns is so much better than Maya. I just think at some point, no matter how good Damian Maya is, he just will be old, and you can't you can't run away from that. And I think DC, especially with all that years of wrestling, how it just takes a toll on the back it's i i still think we'll see him fight one more time but i don't think it's gonna be ha- i just i'm i'm not i don't have high hopes basically on that one and i think i think the the delay is bad is bad news for dc
1: PC, same question yeah see, i look i, th- I don't I th- mess th- around
2: <laughs> yes <laughs> i think casey's dead on like and, and i agree with him what he said about moya like I know it was only a very brief exchange, but when Maya forced uh, Gilbert up against the fence when they fought there recently, I mean, he he looked he looked brilliant still. He looked like he was giving, um, you know, his opponent, Dorino every every bit of trouble that that like a high level black belt could be put in. He was giving him his full attention. He still has a skill set. It's just your physical attributes start to let you down. And um, look, it's a problem in this sport. People knowing when to hang up their gloves, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and maybe we don't get to see Cormier fight again, which is a shame as a fan. But it's sometimes it's not a shame as well, you know. Um, you know, we'll guess. We'll guess. I know he loves fighting. I know it's something that you know he tried to put a, a time scale on once before, and and he didn't. It didn't quite work out. So who am I to say if he'll fight again? But it's a real thing. Casey's dead on. Like I mean. Um, it's not a good idea to keep fighting when you don't look like
1: the guy you used to be. The I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys said. I'll play devil's advocate so we don't all just agree with each other. But for those of you not not watching, I had to put on my Judge Dread hat to represent. Um, Daniel Cormier at the US the last at UFC 248 did that Usada scrum and he said he's finally starting to feel physically healthy, like his back hadn't been in right shape for a long time so maybe the time off lets his body just heal up in general like he's not allowed to train he doesn't have to put the wear and tear on it so uh, i know as a baseball fan a lot of these baseball players who are coming back this season are saying they'll actually be able to get to play home opener or opening day because of the delay so they won't miss a giant chunk of the season they are missing a chunk of the season because of the coronavirus but whenever the season starts relax we'll be able to take the field for day one so playing devil, devil's advocate maybe this delay in MMA will allow fighters to get healthy uh, but I imagine that's not their biggest concern considering most of them have families at the end of the day
2: not many uh, baseball players uh, get clean bills of health off who of salad, though right?
1: that's very true <laughs> Next question. All right, so yeah, this are, this no. is going
0: this is going to be our last question. Did we already answer this we one. Got oh, that
1: we one. already did this one. Oh no! Wait, I lost it. Thanks. The go. Habib going back to Russia question for those of you just listening. Sorry. Uh, Beep, pop, boop. Oh, here we are. Sorry, this, this is the question. Here we go. UFC 249 location from Lodovic. Where do you think UFC 249 will take place? Also, because of the hype and mystery behind the event, what would be the most fitting location for the fight? Go crazy. We don't have an audience anyway. It can be a desert island, an active volcano, or even New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, New Jersey would be the most dangerous place of all of them at this point in time. Well, even if there was no virus, I'd rather fight inside a volcano than go to the, the, I don't even want to call it the great state of New Jersey. Just New Jersey's a place that I don't want to frequent very often. So, uh, Pete, I'll start with you. You have an unlimited budget. You can hold the event anywhere you want. Where are we holding the event? Um,
2: uh, like uh, on a on a boat, like like out of something out of Street Fighter, you know? Sure. Like I don't want it to actually be indoors either. I want the the atmosphere to be see. Like I want to be able to visualize that. See the ocean in the background. Maybe we're going by some countries. I mean, that that seems to be the only way it's going to happen, as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> Casey, same question. Unlimited budget. Maybe you'll have a more interesting answer than Pizzi. Where are we holding the event? Oh, a barge. Yeah, yeah sure. Floating barge. These are it's realistic. <laughs> realistic. I want something crazy. I want So, Wait,
0: wait, wait. Uh, the, the, the most anticipated cage fight in UFC history is on a barge, and that's not interesting? The
1: put it inside something. Put make there be a moat. Make there be tigers. Make there be there's not ni- like in, it's ni- in the middle of the ocean. Out.
0: There's gonna be sharks and jellyfish and, oh. and just jellyfish.
1: He says and just and lots of floating trash. It's just I watched this pay per view. I want there to be like crazy matchups, like a jellyfish versus like a tiger. Like I want crazy stuff on this in this insane MMA event. And then the main event will be Habib Mirgamedov and Tony Ferguson uh, inside the Thunderdome from Mad Max. That's still a cage. So, hell,
0: so, hell, so You're, hell, you're like, saying it's gonna be in Australia?
1: <laughs> <laughs> in Australia, in the Thunderdome. Uh, wasn't Tina Turner in that movie too? Like she can be the 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 MC. Is still. I want to know, lads. Like, I mean,
2: Dana White, right, he's a powerful dude. He knows a very, very powerful dude that keeps on popping up on my TV all the time. Like, is this, (laughs) is this, uh, like, is he willing to move heaven and earth here to make this happen? Like, I mean, does this, like, I know, like, I agree with Casey that, the worst is still definitely to come here and the world is probably going to be a very different place in a matter of weeks. Like, will he still press forward with this or will it, will it come to the stage where everyone's like, all right, we, we can't fucking do it now. Like, I mean, that's, that's the part that I'm kind of like, when will it get to the point where he's like, I can't do this. You know, if it's just literally his ego uh, pushing this forward, what's going to be the full stop? Like what, what is going to stop him from doing this?
1: I think the only thing that's going to stop him from doing this is an actual government shutdown, like the government saying not. Like if the president of the United States saying not going to happen, that's the only thing I think that will prevent Dana White from doing it. Uh, But I don't know if you have any thoughts on the matter, Casey, considering you've interacted with Dana White more than the two of us.
0: I mean, this whole thing about his ego, dude, Like, he he didn't know, quote, you know, I don't give a shit about coronavirus. He's already lost three cards from it. You know, like he's already lost. Three cards. I mean, just... I mean, I it don't know. Happening. It happening. I mean... If and you know what? Like, I, I, I was saying, too. He can have it, but under very dangerous, medically extremely unsafe, and just, I think, just ethically not right, especially with all the medical personnel you need for a, a, a cage fight, a, a full card, and you're taking away resources and energy from things that are way more important. And I work in MMA. Cool. That's how I make my living. And I'm just like this isn't what this isn't what we because my thing is like let's just nip this in the bud. 3 months lock everyone in a room. That's watch get the virus. The virus only lasts lasts a couple weeks and then everyone gets tested. We know who has it, we know who doesn't have it. And then after 3 weeks, 3 I mean sorry, 3 months, 4 months, 5 months, we can go on with our lives like it used to be. I feel like what we're doing now, this is going to be lasting over a year at this kind of half measure rate. But um, we got lots of time to talk about this next week.
1: One final thing. If this was any other fight besides Habib Tony Ferguson, I don't think he would be doing this. Like he's like you said, he canceled three fight night cards, but a pay per view headline by this card, that's I think that plays a factor into this too. If this was just another like UFC Oklahoma City on what was it, April nineteenth, April eighteenth, I think he would probably cancel it. But because of the fight and because it's a pay per view in Brooklyn, don't think it's gonna. I don't. I don't know if it'll happen. Uh, but I think that plays a big factor. Yeah, I mean, like, who, no, Dana no one's.
0: I, I. I. don't. We don't, We're not getting questions about like, guys. Is is Cejudo fighting Aldo? Is Nunes fighting Spencer? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Find out. Find out. Ask someone. Ask Dana where UFC 250 second place. It's like that's not happening. Like, it's just this one fight, and for some reason, yeah. Just people. I mean, obviously, I know why they want to see this fight, but like
2: guys yeah and i guys i think i i think early on like you know when, when people weren't familiar with, with the gravity of this situation you could nearly understand them going oh we're we gonna miss out on habib and tony because of this but like a couple of days later it's like all right that is the least of our worries but you still see people doing it it's kind of insane right like like they don't they they can't they can't get a handle on he- the gravity of the situation you know
1: I agree. Uh, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about this because, like Casey said, we're gonna, we're still doing this three times a week. Uh, fortunately, Lima couldn't make it this time, but we're going to wrap up uh, real quickly. I don't think we need promo time because we've talked about we, – I mean, we had enough time we, – we got so off time that we talked about Judge Dredd for like five minutes. Uh, so uh, for Jose, that's PZ. That's Casey. Uh, Casey's whole – oh, that's Casey's giant hamburger uh, puzzle. Uh, PT's holding up his pyrite. Uh, he needs quartz, PT. Quartz is what boosts your immune system. Shit. Uh, so you're, you're buggered <laughs> you're, right you're now. You're done for. You're what done about for. this one? What about this one? Nope. That's Aww. great. It's, it's a phenomenal crystal. It's not quartz. So somebody get PT some quartz so he doesn't, uh, the coronavirus. Come on, Jessica.
2: Be. God damn
1: it. <laughs> Leave me out here with no quartz. <laughs> but we'll be back Friday. We'll try and get this guest situation figured out. And Aleema promised that she would be back on a future card, hopefully Monday, Wednesday, or Friday next week. But for Pizzi, that's Casey. This has been Jose. We're out.
0: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.